What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, October 23rd, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 328. Uh, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a uh, good, safe, fun time in between shows, and I know this has been about a week and a half, like I mentioned um, because I was in Hawaii. That's right. Me and my wife went for our 10-year wedding anniversary to Hawaii, which I predicted 10 years ago was going to happen. And sure enough, things worked out where uh, it did happen. So I will talk to you guys about that. Um, I have to also let you guys know the Patreon that I did before I left is still sitting there. And we tried desperately, even in Hawaii, to get it to you guys. Um, however, I'm figuring it out now through the thing. So you're going to get that one and you are getting many interviews coming. So you're going to be overloaded. Um, and this week is also the all things comedy, uh, comedy festival in Phoenix. So I will be, it's going to be a crazy podcast week and I'll be performing out there. I'll talk about it at the end, but just so you know, I will be taking part in the All Things Comedy Comedy Festival. Uh, it's an amazing festival. So humbling to be on the lineup. I'll be performing at the Tempe, Arizona Improv on Thursday night. I'll be doing Ari Shafir's podcast. Uh, then I will be doing the Verzi Effect out there uh, as part of the festival at 3 o'clock that day. Uh, so you guys are going to be hearing that. And I will also be performing at Stand Up Live in Phoenix on Friday only to run to the airport super early in the morning, fly back, um, be hopefully back in the afternoon on Saturday, and then run up to Poughkeepsie and do that show. So I have a crazy week of shows, podcasts, festivals, and of course flights across the country. Um, But it should be amazing. Who else is going to be at the All Things Comedy Festival, you ask? Well, I will tell you, and All Things Comedy Man is coming on strong right now. Um, let me see here. All things comedy. You know, I should be more prepared. Oh, a lot to talk about on this show today, guys. But the All Things Comedy Festival, like I said, it's coming for the first time. They asked me. Um, it will take place. Here's Here it is. I'm, re- I'm looking at the official poster here. And it says the All Things Comedy Festival. Okay, October 26th through the 29th in Phoenix, Arizona. For tickets and information, go to StandUpLive.com. I click on that, and here you go. They have, uh, it's it's an amazing lineup. I will tell you who will be there. Uh, it will be, um, oh, they're doing that one too. Okay, wow, they're doing a bunch. Let's see here. I'm going to give you guys the, uh, I got a poster here with everybody's name, but I also could tell you the shows that are going to be going on there too, and I will be there. I went from not going to Phoenix, Arizona for years. People going, how come you never come to Arizona? It was one of the only states that I didn't perform in. Now I'll be there three times in in the last whatever. Uh, no, I went there myself. I went there that time. I went there that, t- yeah, I'm going for like the fourth or fifth time now in, um, in, in the same year, uh, where are, you know what, I, I'm going to just go to the, here's what I'm going to do, here's what I'm going to do, everybody, I'm going to go to my email and share this with you guys properly, because, of course, I can't get my shit together, here we go, where's the poster, where's the fucking poster, Paul, yeah, no, not that one, Oh my God, you know, I, I try to get this shit right and I get prepared and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. 328, I got everything. I'm going to talk about stuff. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. We're going to talk about that. Oh, let me talk about this comedy festival first and get that going and I can't get the shit going. I can't, I can't fucking get the promotion going. It's driving me nuts. Here, here we go. Promo content. There we go. There we go. Here we go, guys. I'm sorry about that. The All Things Comedy Festival will be, oh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, uh, the Doug Stanhope Podcast, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, which I'll be on, Burt Kreischer's Call-In Sick to Work Show, Doug Loves Movies, Doug Benson, What's Up Fool with Felipe Esparza, Guys We Fucked, The Crab, uh, the crab Feast, 
Uh, I Seem Fun, The Diary of Jen Kirkman. Harlan Williams, uh, Fried with John Reap and Sarah Tiana. Uh, Never Not Funny, Steve Renazizis with live podcast reportings and stand-up performances from Amber Kenny, Brent Weinbach, Brody Stevens, Chris Fairbanks, Chris Mancini, Chris Martin, Court McCown, uh, Danish and O'Neill, Dean Del Rey, uh, Donnie De- uh, Devanian, Aaron Foley, Gary Cannon, Graham Elwood, Ian Edwards, Jamie Flam, Jason Lawhead, Jason uh, Thibault, Joe Bartnick, Joe Wagner, Josh Wolf, Katie Quigley, Kira Sultanovich, uh, Matt Fulciano, uh, uh, Fulciron, uh, Murray Val Aranio. I'm almost done. Matt, I already said that guy's name. I already said that. Nick Youssef, Paul Verzi, Randy Light Take, or whatever, or Take, or I fucked that up. Light Take. Um... Rodrigo Torres, Sam Tripoli, Sean Conroy, and Trish Schwar. Okay, so those are the people that will be taking part in the festival, and I will be taking part in the festival as well. So, if you're in Phoenix, Arizona from the 26th to the 29th, you are going to have a lot of comedy, some of the best comedy podcasts out there. Um... Before I get into this show, which is going to be filled with stories from Hawaii, um, it is going to be some sports, uh, which is a somber subject right now in the New York area, but a lot of fun nonetheless recently. Uh, My unacceptable, your guys unacceptables, so we have a packed, locked, and loaded Versi Effect podcast episode 328, so sit back, relax, wherever you may be, in your car, at your cubicle, at the gym, sitting home with a fucking stick and a whiskey, enjoy the madness that will ensue in the next hour with the podcast, but first everybody, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by Chassis, you guys know it, you guys know it, and you guys love it, and here's what sucks, I had to go, the nice thing was I was in the ocean, And I was in the pools and I was doing all that stuff. And uh, my balls have been pristine now for a long time. But I could not bring my chassis with me to Hawaii, which drove me nuts because they would take it. Because you can't have that much powder on the fucking plane or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So there was no, you know, there was no um, bottle of chassis in my bathroom. But didn't matter. I was in salt water, pool water, showering every minute, walking around naked. My wife loved it. It was very comfortable. But uh, now that I'm back, I got my uh, I got my chassis back. So I'm ready. Um, chassis for men, guys, is a premium body powder. It has HydroShield technology, so the powder provides all-day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor. Chassis contains no talc, aluminum, parabens, or menthol. The powder is a fine and ultra soft, uh, and a little bit of powder goes a long way. One bottle will last you three to four months, guys, every day. I use it every day, and I'm going to be honest. I think I go overboard. I load my fucking hands up like I'm a gymnast before. Okay, you would think I was going on the, the, uh, what's the, (laughs) what's the, what's the thing that they call like the horse thing, and they fucking fly their legs around, and they hold the, Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. You know what I mean. Anyway, I, I go I go overboard. I just I just love the smell and I love the feel. But uh, you can buy this amazing product, Chassis for Men, at ChassisForMen.com. That's C-H-A-S-S-I-S. ChassisForMen.com or get it on Amazon. You can get their lotion. You can get their shower primer. Get it today. You will not regret, uh, regret it at all. I promise you that. Um, City Living Dog, guys. Go to City Living Dog. Check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike. You could check out his amazing YouTube channel. See what he does with these dogs. Uh, Verzi Effect listeners have reached out to Mike, and he's helped them. If you are in the East Coast area, the, the especially New England, that's where he is. But hit him up. Message him. 
Tell him you listen to the show. You have questions. He's a great guy. He's amazing with these dogs. You could check out his all of his Instagram, his Facebook, his Twitter, his like I said, his Facebook Live, his YouTube channel, all that stuff. Coach Mike and City Living Dog. Um, great people too. And of course, guys, all things comedy for your favorite podcast, your favorite albums, and uh, content which is coming. And again, that festival will be in Phoenix the 26th through the 29th. So there you have it. You could go to uh, allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. There you go. All that's out of the way. Let's talk, everybody. I was in Hawaii for seven nights and what, almost eight days. I don't know what it was. But I could tell you one thing that it was. It was fucking 11 hours to get there on the plane. Luckily, we upgraded. Okay, we upgraded to uh, more spacious seats. All right, Uh, I'm not going to lie. We looked at the uh, first class, and we will be going back. Uh, We've already made our decision. My wife and I have already made our decision. We'll be going back to Hawaii for our 15-year wedding anniversary. We even know the island, and we already even know the place. Um, <laughs> my wife is ready to lock this shit down already because she had as great of a time as I had. I've never seen my wife have that great of a time. It was so awesome to see. But first class tickets to get out there was, it was like $12,000. And it's like, I could, if I'm getting extra space and I'm, that's the other thing. I'm not drinking on the plane all for fucking 10 hours. So I looked at it like this. If we did splurge, let's just say we did. Let's say we said, fuck it. And we went big. I'm going to sleep for six of those hours because there's a full bed. And that's just, I'm not paying six, you know, six grand a pop for a fucking nap. Um, but we did get the extra space, which came, uh, which came in handy. Uh, and it was, I'm not going to lie though. Once like eight hours happens, you're like, all right, you know. There wasn't enough food. Like, they give you a meal, but, you know, they give you a meal an hour into an 11-hour flight. And then, you know, an hour before you land, they give you fruit. They also said a cocktail was coming before you land to kind of celebrate being Hawaii. And they were like, yeah, we thought we could. We can't. Fucking unacceptable. That's my unacceptable. You can't get me. All right? (laughs) I'll get to your guys' unacceptables in a second. But you can't get me excited. When me and my wife are about to land in fucking Hawaii. I'm about to land in Hawaii. Both of us have never been there before. It's something that we were going to do for our um, honeymoon and decided to wait to do. And I'm excited. And now, you know, we're on like final approach here. We're coming down. And, um, you know, I'm so excited. And the lady's like, oh, yeah, and before we get there, early in the flight, oh, yeah, and before we get there, we give out fruit and some sort of, like, cocktail for everybody to, to celebrate that you're going. I'm going, this is great. This is, this is a nice thing. So I'm getting ready, and they come over, and they give us this fruit plate, and I'm eating grapes and watermelon and pineapple, and I'm all ready to, you know, land in this beautiful fucking paradise. And all of a sudden, they start packing up the trays. They start, everything starts. And I'm looking around. I'm looking at my wife. And I'm like, oh, where's the, you know, you can't tell me celebratory. You can't tell me a celebration cocktail and not give me the fucking thing, you know? And I'm looking at my wife. And my wife is just like, babe, it's all right. And I'm going like, so I was like, I can't let this go. I have to at least ask. Now, I will give, I will give Hawaiian Airlines credit for one thing. One thing I'll give them credit for is, um, I think that, I think that they did something they didn't have to do. And what it was, was they gave wine with dinner. They gave a pasta and meatballs dinner, which I got to be honest with you. I thought was going to be a lot worse than it was. I mean, listen, it was not great. And the size of the salad was just making us laugh because it was... I'm not even exaggerating or trying to be funny here. I've taken one fork full of of salad. One. And taken, I mean, let, let picture a big bite of salad. Not even a big bite. I would say a full fork with lettuce, tomato. Maybe you get an olive on there. Some shredded carrots. It's a nice bite was the whole entire thing on the thing. It was actually comical. Um... But not terrible. 
All right. The meal on the way back was one of the worst things I've ever had. Like a starving dog would have been like, fuck this. But whatever. So they were like, oh, we're giving you some pasta and a couple of meatballs. And they bring it to you on this hot tray. And they're like, you know, you get a red wine with dinner. So I'm like, that's nice. So if you want an extra red wine, they're going to charge you whatever, six, seven bucks. I don't care. But I just said, can I get a little more? And they walked over and they just poured me another one without charging me. Very nice. Kudos to them. That's fine. But again, I'm on final approach, ready to touch down in paradise. All right. And I don't get the cocktail they were talking about. So me, I can't let it go just because I, you know, you can't say that. Like that would be like me going to my, my kid, my kids and, and going, Hey guys, listen, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go to Disney world, but before we get there, I'm stopping and I'm buying you guys both whatever boogie board you want. All right. And a piece of candy each. I know it's been a long ride and all that stuff. And then just getting there and then be like, wait, what? Now I know what you're saying, Paul, you're a 30, you know, you're a 30 something year old father. Are you really going to be disappointed? Can you just deal with it? Well, yeah, I could deal with it. And I did deal with it. But I also had to ask a question. So I said, excuse me, did you mention something about a, I thought you kind of said something about a, you know, a little, you know, a little drink or something, a cocktail? To, yeah, I thought we could. We just could. And I'm like, all right, well, I at least had to ask her. My wife was just smirking because my wife knows I wouldn't let it go. So we didn't get that. Here's what I did on the plane. Uh, barely slept. And I watched the first season, everybody. I'll get to it afterwards. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones. Um, No, I'm sorry. I watched the first six episodes of Game of Thrones on the way to Hawaii. And on the way back, I watched the last four of season one. And uh, the first episode of season two. Yeah, so that's how it went down. So I did knock out a bunch of hours, about 11 hours out of 20, I would say. Yeah, is that about right? Yeah, because it was nine hours there, almost 11. Yeah, so I would say out of almost 20 hours of flying to and from Hawaii, 11 of them were occupied on Game of Thrones, and it was definitely entertaining and definitely something that I'm glad that I did. Uh, We had the best fucking time Hawaii lives up to the hype, and the best way I could describe it is your eyes see sights that it's almost like the way I'll compare it. Like, so anybody out there that's like, is Hawaii like this? Is Hawaii as great as it is? Here's the thing with Hawaii you're going to see things that you never laid your eyes on before that is so unbelievable that I think it's something amazing to see in, in one's lifetime. For example, being in crystal clear blue water, clear, clear, like, you know, you, somebody standing in the water from their shoulder, from the neck down, and you see them perfectly, you know, um, and then the water's warm, like bath water, but it's the Pacific Ocean, and then, oh, you look to the left or right, and there's this unbelievable mountain that's just green and plush just sitting right there. Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was just an amazing time. Uh, I recommend it. I recommend going to California maybe for like the weekend first to cut up the the flying uh, or taking drugs or pills to just go to sleep or whatever like that. Or drink like an animal till you pass out. If you're gonna... I didn't do that. I had a couple of wines and that's it. Um, I have an unbelievable snorkeling story which I'm saving for Patreon. Okay, so Patreon listeners, and thank you for the subscribers, and I am redoing the payments with the Patreon too, but you're going to get the podcast that I already recorded before I went, so understand Patreon, you're going to listen to like hours before I got to the airport, you're going to listen to me, and I talk about some celebrities I met, and certain things that I said I would never talk about, and I don't really get into too much detail, but you guys are going to get some inside things that I would never say on this podcast, okay? Uh, just some, just kind of some cool little stories. You're going to get that one. Cause I did that one before I went, you're also going to get this snorkeling story, which is absolutely hilarious. 
but I have to leave it. Uh, I have to leave it for the for the Patreon because those people have subscribed and 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 paid to hear more content. So we did. We went snorkeling. The couple things we did, we went to uh, we went to this amazing beach on the east uh, on the east uh, shore of the island of uh, Oahu, which was insane. It's called uh, Lanikai Beach. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. They got something they call the Twin Mountains there, and there's literally these two little, like these two island mountain things, just sitting in the middle of this amazing beach. It's crazy. We went there. We had the greatest artichoke I've ever had in my life. My wife is like, "Would you mind sharing this artichoke with me?" Went to this place called Buzz's, and it was the most insane artichoke I've ever had in my life. We went to Pearl Harbor. We went hiking up to a waterfall. We went snorkeling on the west side of the the west shore of the island. And I have a really funny story there. But amazing, amazing time. Ten years with my wife. We had a blast. Went out to dinners. It was like we were dating again. It was the fucking best. I highly, highly recommend going to Hawaii if it's something that you never did. Like I said, if nothing else, just just the views that you'll see and have in your fucking brain, in your memory bank is worth it. That's how nice it is. Not to mention, I did not have a bad dish there. I did not have bad food there. The fish was nuts. First night we got there, exhausted, 11 hours on a plane. We, the, you know, the six hours back, I'm tired. I ate this fucking fish dish. I could not believe. Could not believe it. So you're going to get all kinds of shit. The funniest thing about Hawaii is it will rain when the sky is blue. I cannot explain it. I can, I'm looking around, like, I, I must have looked like the dumbest New York tourist, because I'm, like, saying it out loud, I'm standing in the water, and I'm going, where's it coming from, how the fuck, like, I guess that when the clouds come, and there's literally, like, a rainstorm, like, you know, you know, you've seen in the cartoons, where someone's having a bad day, and it's just a cloud over their head, with rain on one person, because they're, like, you know, either bad luck or having a bad day, that's what happens there, but I guess the wind blows that. So if there's a storm cloud over one area, wind will blow it. So you'll be standing there where it's sunny, blue skies, and you'll just get drizzled on for a second. You're like, how the f- how is this shit happening? I have no idea how it's happening. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, we were so jet-lagged, though, that every night around 8 o'clock, we felt like we were up. Because technically what? 8 o'clock is what? Uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, so 8 to 12 would be 4. Yeah, so six. So at 8 o'clock at night, our bodies are feeling like it's 2 a.m. Not to mention we've been in the sun all day. Oh, you know the Verges were drinking. Verges were having some frozen ones, everybody. We're having some frozen cocktails. But here's the thing. Don't make this mistake. Don't be the asshole tourists. Because it almost got us, but we stopped it after the first couple of days. I was like, I want some Hawaiian. I want some Hawaiian. Let's do a Mai Tai. Let's do a, I want some sort of Hawaiian drink, right? It's a lot. Listen, some of them are delicious. A Mai Tai is delicious. But here's the thing about these drinks over there in Hawaii. They're syrupy. They're filled with fucking sugar. Dark rum, which is all sugar, not good for you. I mean, it's just loaded up fucking fat. Now, it tastes delicious. They splash some pineapple juice, and you got that touristy asshole. Yeah, I got fucking, yeah, we're here. Can you believe, (laughs) you got that, we're here. You fucking believe it, cheers. And everybody's smiling, not realizing that you're pouring shit down your esophagus. Just, just thick, dark rum. And, and everyone's, this is delicious. How come we don't have this all the time? The reason you don't have it all the time is because you would fucking explode and turn into an elephant. It is awful for you. It's all sugar. It slows you down. So we're drinking these things in the sun. We're in the pool. We're at the ocean. We're having a nice dinner at night. Eight o'clock at night. I mean, an eight-year-old could have kicked the shit out of me. I, we had nothing. We looked forward to, and then, but then we're up at 6.30 in the morning. So we're waking up in this beautiful island like 6.30 in the morning because we slept. And we're just, by 9 o'clock at night tops, we were just laying in bed. And I'm not going to lie, it was the fucking best. 
I'm walking, and it was just so nice. And we were, ah, uh, we just had this. It was awesome. It was awesome. So do yourself a favor, everybody. If you thought about it, um, I will say this though, and I'm and I'm I'm not gonna lie here. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Hawaii is expensive as shit. Every fucking thing you do, and we were we we um we where we stayed was around Waikiki. You you couldn't fucking look in the mirror without spending a sino. Everything, breakfasts, everything. You just look, you're just like, holy shit. So yeah, sit, you know, you gotta sit like breakfasts, everything. We would laugh. That was that. What was the funny part is it was so expensive at some points, and certain meals were so expensive that we would get the bill and we would just laugh. Like we we were just like like no wonder why this is the most beautiful place on earth because everything is so fucking expensive and the money's got to go to something. You cannot go like it's not one of those trips. It's not like Vegas where you're like, oh, we could get off the plane. The plane's gonna be like two ninety round trip. We could stay in a fucking beautiful hotel for like hundred and seventy a night with fucking marble. No, no, no. Hawaii is not designed like that. Hawaii is you better fucking you're you're eating and spending. I mean, I was just like, they're gonna charge me to take a shower in this beautiful fucking bathroom. It was we got. My brother was out there too. Um, he was staying in a different tower than us. He was out there with his company at a convention out there. And he fucking <laughs> sent me a picture on his phone of his bill. He had two eggs, sausage links, like a cup of fruit, and whatever. It was like $51 for a, a breakfast that at your local diner would have costed you like $13.80 before tip 50 something dollars. we I'm telling you, we were laughing at how expensive the food was out there and look we're on vacation that's and the reason that's why we were laughing because we were just like oh, we're on vacation like we're ready to you go on vacation you're ready to spend you know you take it out you have a good time and you don't think about that shit but but you at the end of the day money's money i don't give a fuck if you have 100 million dollars or if you have 100 dollars when you look at bills like that, you're just like, wow, this shit is expensive. Uh, it probably wouldn't be like that. And we were in a we were in a really nice, beautiful resort. And uh, you know, it was like kind of a it wasn't just a resort, it was like a village. Like we it was everything was in there. But uh fuck, man. I just started <laughs> I just started it was one of those things where like I didn't leave the I couldn't leave the room without I was like, let me just grab my wallet just in case. Like fuck, who knows what a fucking towel's gonna cost on this joint. It was ridiculous. And you know, I'm not going to eat like a scavenger. And I tried that one time. I'm like, oh, there's a market here. There's a, <laughs> there's a market. We could just get eggs and fruit here or yogurt here instead of the beautiful, incredible, you know, 40 or $50 breakfast buffet, which you would have cried if you saw this shit. They had a breakfast buffet at this place that was literally the second biggest, best one. I could, you could argue one that I've ever had in my life. And the first one being uh, in Rome, Italy, when I was younger. They they can compete with each other, but it was ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, let's just see because I don't. You can't eat like that. You listen. I don't care vacation or not. You cannot eat like a fat piece of shit every meal, every break. You just can't. Not every meal. All right. They had pancakes out there, like red velvet pancakes that tasted like cake, like you were eating cake. And even the waitress was like, yeah, it's really cakey. It was like eating hot fresh red velvet cake with syrup and shit and chocolate on top of it. You can't do that all the time. So I'm going like, oh, you know, I'm not, forget the money, but I'm not going to eat like this every day anyways. I'm not going to fucking eat $100 worth of buffet every day. I'm not gaining weight like that. Like I just joined a gym, which I've been to maybe once. So um, there's a market in the place we were staying and we go there and it's like, oh, breakfast bowl. Great. I could get sausage, eggs here. I could get something. Absolutely sucked. And as soon as I was done that, I go, well, we're doing that buffet. <laughs> we're doing that buffet tomorrow. My wife went nuts for this thing called monkey bread. And for you people that don't know what monkey bread is, it's basically a hot, round, baseball-sized hot Cinnabon. And it was doused 
in these two sauces. One was like this cinnamon creamy sauce on the bottom, and on top was like this white gravy sugary sauce on top. They were piping hot. It was the best bite of a Cinnabon you ever had in your life, and they called it monkey bread. And my wife, I've never seen, my wife ate it and chewed it, and she was just going, oh my God. I mean, like, like dreamed about it. This shit was nuts. Insane. But don't make the tourist mistake and get all the sugary, syrupy drinks. You want to go to Hawaii and get a Mai Tai? Great. You want to get some pineapple juice shit that they do? Great. Don't do it all the time because it'll be two things. One, way overpriced. And two, you're going to gain 19 pounds on the syrupy, sugary drinks that are fucking up your stomach anyway. I was right the third day. I go, you know what? Just give me a tequila, rocks, and squeeze some lemon or lime on it. And let's let's get normal here again and not be animals. Uh, but it was, it was, it was awesome and it was amazing and not to be sentimental, but to all the shit that I've been through with my wife and the two kids and all kinds of stuff to be able to be out there in that paradise, uh, with her and just have that amazing time was great. I remember I was walking around, I took the shower, we were in the ocean, I took the shower and I was just walking around, the temperature of the room was perfect and everything is dry out there. There's no bugs there's no humidity at all. So it's just it's just perfect. And you're just walking around. It's like, this is the shit. And I just told my wife, I was like, I want to walk around this room naked. Just walk around the room naked for a second. Nice tan. And uh, it, was, it was great and very free, uh, freeing, if, that, if that's the word. Um, but yeah, the fish was, was delicious. If you go out to Hawaii, don't do the typical... You know, if you like seafood, go to Hawaii and eat the seafood. Eat the fish because it's on another level. I'm telling you. You get in the real Verzi review of what Hawaii is. Yeah, you could get a great steak, but you could get a great fucking steak wherever you are. If you're in Wisconsin, if you're in New York, if you're in, you know, Vegas, Florida, California, all those places, middle of the country, you'll get a great steak. You know that. You'll get a great piece of chicken. Try the sushi out there. Try the fish out there. I had a snapper out there. I had a uh, kibashi, uh, kibashi out there, is it called? I had, um, what was the, uh, I, yeah, snapper, kibashi, and what was the other one? I had three fish. I had a snapper. What the fuck was the other one? Was it salmon? I, I forgot, but I uh, all the meat, I mean all the fish was absolutely um, delicious out there. And as far as Hawaiian Airlines, I don't want to shit on it. Like, the meals could have been better. Definitely spend for the extra comfort, the extra leg room, and try to do it at the front row of it, which is better. Uh, I don't know how these people sat, the people that were sitting, like, behind us and the people that sat in normal seats. Phew! Bless me. Thank you. I don't know how people sat in normal seats to this thing. I, honest to God, don't know how, how they did it. Because it would have been... If we didn't have the seats we would have had, you just simply can't do it. Um, so I would say if they stepped up the food game, you know. Oh, oh, here's an unacceptable. Here's my unacceptable. I'm sorry. I take back the cocktail thing. Maybe they fucked up on timing. Unacceptable. Are you ready for this shit? And I'm sorry, Hawaiian Airlines, because you did a great job. And you're the only people that go direct. If you want to go from John F. Kennedy Airport to fucking Honolulu without stopping in California, the only place that does it is Hawaiian Airlines. Otherwise, you have to stop. So I will give you that. That offsets the cocktail that I never got. Here's what the problem is. Ten, remember how I told you it was 10 and a half, 11 hours? Zero Wi-Fi on Hawaiian Airlines. You can't figure it out. I couldn't check the Yankee scores. Um, I couldn't do it. Luckily, on the way there, the Yankees won. On the, on the way back, the Yankees lost. But can't check anything. Can't check emails. You are done. You might as well be already on a secluded island when you fly on this fucking airline. And it's so far and they have to get their shit together. That's absolutely unacceptable to be on it that long. Like, I'll pay for the shit. You know what? And I'll even do this. I'll do one up from you. I'll, I'll give you, I'll even do better. Instead of the whatever it is, the 10 or $15 it is domestically, you know, within the states... Since it is still the States, but further out there, I'll pay 20 or $25. I'll give you a $25 fee on the Wi-Fi because we're in the air and we're going over the Pacific Ocean for that many hours. I'll give you that money, okay? 
for the Wi-Fi, you know, to do. But you got to give me something. You can't just say no Wi-Fi. That's unacceptable. Uh, that's absolutely unacceptable. You just you just can't do it. Um, we had uh, we had some good waiters and some shitty waiters. Now look, you guys know me, okay? Uh, if you've listened to the show, if you know me, if you've listened to me on other podcasts like Bobby Kelly's podcast, which I'm actually doing Bobby Kelly's podcast tonight, YKWD. Um, but you guys know me and you know that I like uh, a certain lifestyle, okay? I wouldn't say that I'm a prima donna and I wouldn't say that I'm a diva, but I would say that I appreciate and like the little extra things, the slippers, the robe, you know, the private pool and jacuzzis for the, for the certain tower. I like that shit. It's just who I am. You know, um, look, you guys are listening. You guys are listening to a guy who said that my gold chain completed me. Okay. My gold chain just, you know, it did, it did something to me different. I told you I'm turning into the older Italian man that I guess I was always destined to be. But, uh, Giannis Pappas, my good friend has a thing with me where he says, Paul, um, you don't see it. You're a little rough. You're a little rough on waiters, which I, I'm not. I am not rough on waiters, okay? I may make comments privately. There's a difference between being a real asshole, okay? I've, I've been with assholes in a restaurant where they're like, no, you got to take this back. This is unacceptable. I, can't. I never do that. I'm never like, well, let me talk to your manager. You don't know what you're doing. I never treat anybody with disrespect. However, that being said, I'll get a little pissed if shit's not happening at the time I think it's supposed to happen. Now, did have I gotten worse since I got older? Yes. Okay? I want a good experience. But I'm sitting at this place, at this bar, on the grounds of the resort we were at. And at one point, it was so packed and so many people were in there, I was like, this is going to be hard to get a drink. But then, there was nobody around. It started to lighten up. And I'm standing there. And one guy goes, hey, man, yeah, good luck. It's going to take 10 minutes for them to even look at you. And I'm like, nah, nah, nobody's here now. It's all good. I'm standing there and I fucking snapped. I, 15 minutes went by at the bar. There was multiple seats at the bar. Okay. And these guys, one guy was new. You could tell he was just, all he was doing was like buying time, standing in front of this computer screen. You know, he didn't know what he was doing. He just knew. Then the other guy's just running around fast. Nobody's paying. Nobody's really talking. They didn't really speak English that good, but good enough than the first shift. And the manager was there. And then finally the manager gets behind the bar. I still don't say anything. And guys, I fucking snapped. 15 minutes in, I just go, I just looked at the manager. Imagine, I go, I mean, I've been waiting here 15 minutes for a drink. Literally. And I actually said it like that. I go, I've been waiting here 15 minutes for a drink. Literally 15 minutes and nobody said anything. My wife is sitting over there waiting for a drink. Like, what's going on? What the, and the guy's like, man, I'm so sorry. You know, if I could whisper in your ear, what's going on right now, I would. And I want to make fucking whisper. You don't even have to whisper. Yell the shit. Tell me something. Give me something. Let me know why I'm in Hawaii. Spending the money that I'm spending here. Okay. Spending a shitload of money. On these overpriced fucking syrupy, sugary, tourist bullshit fucking drinks. And, and my wife is sitting there waiting. We're trying to have a good time and get a cocktail. All right? And tell me. Tell me. And then he was just like, hey, man. He's like, this new crew. Like, my crew is off the clock right now. This is a crew that comes from the resort. So they... And whatever. Whatever. He made some excuse. I got my fucking drink. It was, it was infuriating. And it let me realize, you know what? Yeah. Fine. I worked at Applebee's back in the day and I hated people that would say anything or do something, but I get it. There needs to be a certain fucking standard. There does need to be a certain standard. So maybe Giannis is right. Maybe I'm in my, as I'm getting older, I'm getting a little more particular with certain things, but there needs to be a certain sense of a pro like when you go to a place and everybody's on point, it's like, you're coming back. I'm going to come back five times. I'll come back forever. I'll keep coming back. But you can't, I can't stand at a bar and wait 15 minutes like I'm at a nightclub when I was 20 years old in fucking New York City where you had to wait online and give $20 and wait online for an hour thinking you're cool to listen to some music where you can't even hear, hear yourself think. Fuck that. Not on vacation. It was ridiculous. Um, but then I went to my room and I, you know, put on some slippers and I, <laughs> I felt better. Let's go to your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. 
First one is internet company unacceptable from Sam. Okay, what does Sammy say? Hey, Paul, second time writer here. So I get my bill from my internet service and notice it's gone up by 50%. No way in hell. I thought so, uh, no way in hell, I thought. So I called the cable slash internet company. This prissy dude named Clay, uh, (laughs) just by the way you described that, Prissy Clay uh, picks up the phone and in a uh, overly nice yet bitchy way tells me there's nothing he can do about the increased rate. We argue for a while as I insist uh, that I know somebody there can cut me a deal or at least get me back to my old rate. He finally offers to put me through to a supervisor who can make uh, an exception. He even says he will explain my situation so I don't have to repeat myself. Now uh, we're in business, I'm thinking. Next uh, next thing I... Oh, next you meant to say next thing. Next thing I know, a lady answers the phone speaking 90 to, not, 90 to nothing in Spanish at, uh, at me. Confused as all fuck, I tell her I don't speak Spanish and give her the story and ask uh, if she can help. She says she's on a, a dedicated Spanish line and has no idea how I got to her. But yes, she would be happy to help. It took, uh, uh, turns out it took her about 45 seconds to put me uh, back on my old rate. And she even credited me $10 for the trouble. Unacceptable clay cunt fuck of unnamed cable company. And also unacceptable that this sweet lady who spoke English as a second language had to do this job because he was too goddamn lazy. I would say lock him up, but considering he works in a call center, he basically already is. See ya, Sam. Uh, Yeah, hey, at the end of the day, though, you got that rate back and a credit, but I do hear you. I do hear you. Um... And it's like, Clay, you know what? There is something you could do because you did do it and it did work out for me. So before, like, that's what people need to understand. There's always something you could do. There's always something you can do. I'll give you an example. My wife wasn't feeling well. My wife was in pain. Okay. She had a doctor's appointment at two o'clock. She was almost crying in pain. I said, you're not going to the doctor at 2 o'clock. We're going right now. Yeah, but that's when they said, yeah, but that's not going to fucking happen. So I called up and I said, look, my wife is in pain. You guys gave her 2 o'clock. We cannot wait till 2 o'clock. We have to come now. Oh, okay, hold on. I wait a second. Yeah, come in. Bring her now. Do that shit. That's the problem with people. See, now you guys are getting me excited. Now you guys are getting me excited because that's the. those are the people I can't stand. Buy the book, people. Well, that's when they have. No. No. Maybe it's the Italian in me. You know, we don't like to do, we like to do, I don't know. Maybe it's the Sicilian. Maybe that's why the mafia said, no, 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 we're going to make our own rules. I don't know. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's good. Here's the bottom fucking line with me. If something needs to be done, you do it. Okay. Uh, I'm one to bend rules. I'm one to not obey all rules. And I'm one to get shit done when things need to be done a certain way. And my wife was in pain and I'm not waiting until two o'clock, period. But I do that with other things. I do that with other things. So this guy, Clay, uh, there's nothing I could do. Yes, you could do. And you did the right thing, Sam, by battling. I don't know why I'm getting mad. This was an easy, simple, unacceptable. And now I'm getting mad at people. Thank you for the submission. Uh, Here we go. This is from, uh, oh, Ryan George. <laughs> this is from Ryan number, I'm going to say Ryan number three because there's six of them. Uh, and this go. This is Levi's boss. Here we go. <laughs> this is in response to Levi and his boss. By the way, for you people that don't know, Levi's been having issues with his boss who keeps bothering him and people are weighing in on what's going on. And it's just an ongoing thing and I think it's hilarious. In response to Levi and his boss, vaguely mention his boss as not a gay man, not that there is anything wrong with that. John Wayne Gacy, uh, for such a fruitcake, he uh, ruined <laughs> the name John Wayne for me. Uh, he was super gay, but couldn't come out, so he released pent-up aggression through murder. So Levi, please be careful. Also, 
I need just one win with my fantasy team. Uh, we are so terrible that I need, <laughs> need to be thrown in a cage for drunk drafting. Sincerely, Ryan. Uh, P.S. Love you, Paul, and can't wait for this special. Well, Levi, thank you so much. And it's so funny that you say that because um, my <laughs> this is a great story. You guys will love this. My son and I are, like I mentioned, we do the father-son um, we do the father-son fantasy thing. Now, I didn't want to do it because I didn't know if I'd be around and I didn't want to disappoint my son if my schedule. But then I'm like, you know what? It's once a week. I can just update it from anywhere. And it's not like baseball fantasy where you got to do it every day or basketball. It's just football. You know, you make a couple of changes. But we got in late. So we got in out of 12 people in the league. We got in 11th. So I'm like, man, I don't know what's going to, you know. But I can't let my little boy down, and I don't want my, you know, I, you don't want your, you know, your son's friends at school to be like, oh, you know, and like the first day of school, all the kids were talking smack, we're going to beat you, we're going to beat you. Uh, luckily, the guy that said that they were going to beat us, we beat, I think. But, um, yeah, so we started out, I like if Brandon Marshall had one more catch, which was only been two total in the game. So it's not like I'm one of those unrealistic fantasy fans where I'm like, yeah, if this guy gets 16 catches and the guy gets 14 or 15 and doesn't, I'm not doing that. My guy needed two catches in the game, two, two, and only got one. That happened twice. So that was two losses. But we're in Hawaii. We're in Hawaii and... Uh, me and my wife, we're having a good time, and it's six hours earlier. So when all of these games are going off at 8 o'clock and 8.30, it's 2.30 in the afternoon, and we just came off the beach to go to lunch, and all these games are on at nighttime here. So I said, uh, wow, I got one guy in my fantasy tonight, and if he gets, I think he needs to get like 11 points. No, he needed to get 10 points, and if he got 10 points, we were going to win. He ended up getting 9.4, and we ended up losing by less than a point. He needed one more carry in the game. He needed one more carry in the game. So now three losses this year come to my fantasy team because of nothing. And I get it. People are like, yeah, cry me a river. It happens all the time. But it actually changed. My, it was one of the only arguments. We didn't get in an argument, but it was one of the only times me and my wife, just it wasn't all pleasure because I just go, this is bullshit. And I just started, she's like, what? I'm like, nah, this fucking game, we should, she was like, are you serious? I'm like, nah, this is, and I just started like, and it took me like 15 minutes in Hawaii. Um, But the good news is we did get off the schneid, we did get a win, and it looks like we're winning this week by like 30, and they have one player to go. So I think, knock on wood, I think we're going to win. But yeah, you can't, you can't do fantasy football and, and be shitty. So I'm on it, I made some moves and it worked. Um, But it does, I'm that competitive. Thank you for the submission. Uh, this is uh, this is hilarious. This is Ryan. So the first one was Ryan Jordan. This is Ryan Gennaro. Uh, no, here's another Ryan. Um, unappreciative moron. I found a small puppy that was clearly lost and wandering away from its home. While on my way to work, uh, while on my work shift doing deliveries uh, and having a clear opportunity in front of me to do something nice for someone whose dog was missing. If my dog went missing, that's what I'd be praying for. I put the address on the dog's tag into my GPS, and thankfully, it was only a few blocks away. I walked up to the door feeling good about what I was doing, as you should. Oh, this one's going to get me. I could feel it. And was expecting at least a thank you for this good deed. That's all I wanted. No money, just an acknowledgement and thanks. This fucking jabroni at the house opened the door and uh, and I handed him the dog, only to be met with a totally monotone non-reaction. Not a word, not a smile, and not a word said. He just took the dog back and closed the door in my face. Lock this drugged-out asshole who was dumb enough to lose his dog to begin with um, and not even go looking for it in a cage in the middle of a dog pound full of hundreds of puppies barking nonstop until he goes insane. Hope you'll be back at Gov's in Long Island soon. Um, thank you, buddy. That is really enraging. And uh, makes me wish that you either killed the dog or never returned. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It would. It, listen, you can't take it out on the dog. All right. 
But the guy's reaction, or lack thereof, I should say, made me want to see his reaction if something bad happened. I know that's nuts. I know that's a dark thought. How great would it be if, the, as you handed the dog, you, <laughs> you just, and he just gives you no look. You're like, yeah, yeah, you just fucking snapped the dog's neck and threw it. I'm kidding, people. I would never do that. But God, that's so annoying. You should have said like you're welcome or something. Me and my wife left the pool area the last day we were there and we held it for this young fucking college girl who had no idea she was in Hawaii. You know, one of those people, she's like, oh, my parents brought me here. Yeah, like, you know, no fucking clue that she's in one of the most desirable places on earth. And we held the door and Stacy, my wife, just gave the, like this awful look at her and she didn't even look back. And it's like, yeah, you're welcome. And I said it. My wife was like, really? Like, just no. But I mean, you brought the dog back I mean you got you brought a dog back to the guy now maybe people have done it before maybe the dog goes off and it's only a couple blocks and he would have came home anyway you still say oh thank you even if that's the case you go hey man yeah she always does that or he always does that and I god I hope he doesn't get hit by a car one day thank you so much I appreciate it. something like that I'll I would I would honest to god if somebody if my dog went missing and somebody brought him back I would tell him to wait in my house or I would take him to the bank and I would take out you know, a hundred or 200 bucks and just give it to him. I honestly would do it. If I lost my dog, if Lloydie got away for a day or two and my kids and everybody was devastated and somebody brought him and drove him to my house, I would give them money. I would, I would give them money or take them to dinner or give them money for, I would do something. The fact that this piece of shit didn't is ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, um, what else? Anyway, all right, so that's it. Is that it? I, we were long on that one. I think I had some... Hold on. Why is this one going so... F- this is 51 minutes? All right, that must mean it's a good one. If it's 51 minutes, it must be a good one. Uh, let me go to Twitter because I had a couple on Twitter here that you guys went to. If you guys would like to submit your unacceptables to uh, the Verzi Effect podcast, um, we've had some new ones. We've had a couple of uh, first and second time people write in, even from overseas, which I love and appreciate so much. If you guys would like to do that, please submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Who's on tonight? I don't know these people, do I? Maybe I do. Um, all right. Where was the unacceptable? There was a couple... All right, this one is from Gary L. At Gary333, co-worker sitting in the bathroom stall next to me at work talking on his phone. Don't need to hear your convo. While he's shitting, huh? Just, <laughs> just, uh, people are such dicks too. People, there was a picture of me with no shirt on in Hawaii. Looking pretty good, I might say so myself. You know, I've been laying off the carbs, doing my thing. I looked pretty good, and people are just like, do you wax your chest hair? There's always the one person who's so nice, like, hey, man, you great, great, looks great, all that. And then somebody else, oh, nice, enjoy it, Hawaii, beautiful. Oh, I know that beach, great. Then it's like, is that pitbull on steroids? What Do you wax your chest? Do you guys, like, do people think it's funny? And I'm not saying some of those are fine and some of those are harmless. I hate people. I Here's the people I hate. You fucking, and you might even be listening to this podcast. And if you're one of the people that's listening to this podcast and I'm going to say something and you do it and you're like, well, fuck him then. I listen and that's just what I do. Fucking leave. I don't need you. You dumb fucking cunt who needs to be heard. I do this shit for free. I put pictures on social media for free. I don't have to. I don't know you, okay? I don't fucking need your dumb non... Bobby Kelly said it right. Some of you guys, you're so... And I'm not saying everybody on this show, okay? But the people that... that, and, And everybody knows somebody. You people that know somebody that has to... Yeah, and the comedian said this, and I said that. huh? You're not funny. You're not funny, okay? We do this shit for a living, all right? Your little bullshit, as Bobby Kelly says, your open Mikey dumb fucking jokes, your stupid like, yeah, so that comedian we saw, he put something on with his wife and I said this, ha, 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 ha. You're fucking stupid. You understand that? 
You're a fucking dumb civilian who's not funny. So sit and enjoy it and enjoy the entertainment and spare us all your dumb fucking extra comment that nobody finds funny but you and your six followers, you stupid fucking untalented cunt. Okay? Nobody cares what you think. Your jokes are stupid. They really are. It's so ridiculous. Hey, what's that? You know, like they'll always say shit too. Like even if it's like me, a picture of like if the whole crew of like our crew hanging out or if it's like, you know, me, Bill and, and Bartnick or Giannis or we're all at a party and say, hey, tell the freckled and the bald guy that if they need hair, they could go to the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, Nobody laughs. All we do is go, that's why we hate people. Just buy your comedy tickets, sit in the crowd, laugh, and shut the fuck up. Spare us your jokes. They're bad. You're not funny. They're fucking bad. And and you know what? The people whose jokes are good are the ones that don't try. The ones that don't try to get a rise out of the comedian. The ones that don't try. The people that just kind of say something clever or cool or you talk to after a show. Those like the down-to-earth cool ones who aren't always on. It's you people trying to be funny in front of a comedian. We don't know it. We don't appreciate it. We don't find it funny. We don't care. That's what I'm saying. We don't care. Bunch of fucking assholes. Just trying to like push the envelope, trying to say something. Uh, boy, I went a little hard there, but you know what I mean. Um, here we go. This is from Eric Lundy, uh, at Eric underscore Lundy. Unacceptable or two. People taking up the limited seats at a bar in D.C. during game five of Nats Cubs, but not watching the game. Very enraging, especially for an elimination game. Especially. That's the worst. All right, did I get them all? Um, you know what? I, you know the way we do the unacceptables on the show, and the unacceptables on the show are to kind of make somebody. Oh yeah, this is also from uh, Mike. Z- I hope I get this right, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, Zofchak, Mike Zofchak at Zofanator at capital Z O F F A N A T O R. Paul, get the kid off the ground, hashtag unacceptable. And he sent me people, I believe, at a NASCAR race. uh, And there's a little boy sitting in front of the stands, like on the ground, not at his seat. Uh, And yeah, that's, I would never, ever allow my child to be in that situation. Thank you for that one, Mike. But you know the way with the unacceptables, we try to make things better, right? You try to call out an asshole. You try to eliminate inconveniences, you know, one person at a time, all that shit, all right? So here's what I'll say. When you have somebody in your life that you know does this, if you have somebody that says, yeah, you know, we went to the comedy show, we're going to heckle this guy, or yeah, we went to his Twitter and said this in a picture, and they think it's funny, and you know, just tell them, dickhead, they don't care, it's not funny. It's the same guy at a football game who takes his jersey off and starts swinging it around because it's the jersey that he bought and the guy that he bought the jersey of did something on the field. You don't matter. Nobody cares when you're drunk and your team does something good at a football, basketball, baseball game, and then you turn to the people that are against your team and you make a face like, yeah, see, nobody cares. You don't fucking matter. That's going to be the name of my next album or something. Like, you don't matter. Nobody fucking cares. And I know what you're going to say. Well, Paul, well, why do you and comedians matter? Well, why do radio show hosts and people that do podcasts and stuff, why do they matter? I'm not saying I matter. I'm giving free content. I'm I'm living my dream being a stand-up comedian. That's what the fuck I do. And if you want to laugh and come out, then I'm going to do the best of my ability to make that happen. And you and whoever you come with, enjoy your night. That's so you don't have to be here. That's the thing. And it's the same thing with it's the same thing with anything. You don't have if you don't like it, but like don't try to, you know, and I guess the reason why I'm hot about this is um we took an amazing picture. Me and uh Burr, B- 
Bill Burr took an amazing picture of me and Joe Bartnick at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Patriots game last Thursday night when we were down there in Tampa. And we were joking and we had these drinks and, you know, Bill put out there, caption this. And some of them were great, but some people were really disrespectful, not only to myself, but to my friend Joe. And some were just so over the top mean and trying to be funny. And I remember just being like, fuck these people. And I was sitting back going at some of them. And Bill goes, no, dude, those people like you. They're just trying to do it. I don't, I like people that say nice shit. Like, or, or that get it. And I'm not saying that being like a pussy where I can't take it. I could take it. But when it's to a point that is just to get a rise, that's the shit that I, I like, that's the shit that I don't. And believe me, I have held back on many things. There have been times where I wanted to literally fucking go at somebody, but I just, I've learned that you can't do it. Um, but yeah, some people really get me, get me fired up. Uh, anyways, I don't feel like that's the case with people that listen to my show though. I feel like that's the case with more people on social media. I feel like that's the case with people that just, you know, these wannabe comedians or these comedy fucking groupies and these people that try to get a rise out of people and they just go and find it. Those are the people that should be fucking put in camps. Um, All right. What else do we have? Guys, what can I say? The New York Yankees season came to an end. Oh, and it hurt. What is this? Era trying to synchronize. Did it fucking finish? There we go. It hurt. I'm not going to lie. I got home from Hawaii. We landed at 7 a.m. in the morning. I needed to take a nap. God bless my mother-in-law who watched our kids for a week, stayed at our house, did the community stuff. Uh, And then on top of it, how tired she must have been, cooked us a spaghetti and meatballs dinner, which is so appreciated. And, um, Just great, great, great with my kids. Just an amazing, amazing, um, very lucky to have the family that we have. Um, And, you know, I I went to sleep. I had to. I had to sleep. I was exhausted. My wife took like an hour or so nap. But I went down for like three and a half because I was up for 22 and a half hours between the day we had in Hawaii and the flight. And I did not sleep on the flight. Um, So... I woke up ready to watch Game 7, had a bad feeling about Game 7, but the fact that this young Yankees team not only got a wild card and won it, then they get and they play one of the best teams in baseball, which was the Cleveland Indians, and beat them in 5 after going down 0-2. Then to go to a Game 7, one game away from the World Series against the other great team in baseball, the American League, um... Amazing young players. Future is bright. So fun to watch. Got me back into baseball. Got my son really into the Yankees. And uh, it was awesome. Then we go to the Giants game. Um, Again, my mother-in-law hooking it up. And um, it's funny because my buddy's got tickets and he can't give them away. He's like, hey, you want my Christmas tickets? (laughs) The Giants are bad. Like, the defense looked great in the first half, and I'm like, maybe we turn this thing around, you know? You go 5-2, and two, chip away at this thing, maybe like, you know, 12 games in, you could be a game or two over 500, maybe see by a miracle you sneak in, even with help, something. We beat Denver last week. Oh, my God, we're bad. I mean, it is just, it's hard to watch. But we had a great time. We grilled. We, uh... Tailgates, tailgating is so fun that it really should be five hours before the game the way the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby is basically like a six-hour tailgate when you're dressed like an asshole, smoking cigars and drinking and having the time of your life, and then the big race is two minutes, but the six hours before the big race is like the greatest day of your life. You could actually make an NFL game that. We tailgated for like two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes, grilling, having a great time, and it was just so much fun. And It's like, yeah, I would go. Here's what you do. Go to a four o'clock NFL game and get there at like a get there at eleven. You just have five hours of just pure bliss, eating, grilling, throwing a football around, drinking, making your wrong predictions of what you think is going to happen in the game. The whole thing. It's just the best. It's the it's the absolute best. So we did that. We watched them lose, uh, and now it's time for me to go through pain. With the Knicks, but the pain will only probably last till December because that's probably when they'll be 
really bad enough to know that they're not going to do anything. Or not, and I'll have false false hope and tell you guys how great it's going to be, and then I'll be, you know, devastated. So either way, the third wave of devastation is coming. The first wave of devastation was the, the Giants being bad. Then the third wave of devastation, but I can't say true, true devastation because the Yankees might have overachieved and did really amazing this year. So that was great, but then that comes to an end, and now the Knicks pain comes. So yeah, we're in a bad way. We're in a bad way. Um, what else do we have? Guys, Game of Thrones. I, I'm into it. I will say this, though, and some of you will disagree. Now, I know what you're going to say. Paul, it just gets better and better. From what I saw first season and first episode of second season, by far, not even close to the greatest show. I mean, people saying it's the greatest show ever. People, say, it's not even. It's it's such an over exaggeration of that. Now, now I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. I watched them on the plane. I was into them. I was entertained, wanting to see what happens. But as far as mind blowing, as far as you know, people talking top five greatest shows of all time. Some people saying greatest show of all time. Let's not. From what I listen, from what I've gathered. Now I may be back here after season four and go. You guys were right. This shit is, but right now, let's not get too, let's not get too crazy. That's all I'm saying. Let's not get too crazy. Um, what else? What else? Plugs, everybody. Well, here we go. This week, I will be Thursday night. I will be performing at the Tempe, Arizona Improv. Friday night, I will be performing at Stand Up Live. I will also be on Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank podcast, I believe, on Thursday. And I will be doing the Verzi Effect podcast at 3 o'clock in Arizona that day uh, with probably a special guest who's going to be out at the festival. You guys will hear that as well. Um, And Saturday night, I will be performing in Poughkeepsie at uh, Mahoney's at Laugh It Up Comedy Club. My buddy Joe Bartnick will be with me. It will be a great time, a great night of laughs. So come out to that, and um, that's pretty much it. Uh, get Chassis, guys. Chassis from men.com and Amazon. Amazing product, amazing powder product for your uh, downstairs, your man care for down there. As I said, the ball game is over. City Living Dog, check that out. And uh, all things comedy, guys. Uh, so there you have it. That's the show for... Uh, November dates. I've got, I got some November dates. I'm going to be back out in Chicopee, Massachusetts. That's right. The 16th, 17th, and 18th of November. I have some other November dates that will be added to the uh, website, paulverzi.com. And guys, I am very happy to announce that the special is edited and done and color and sounded and in the can and uh, we will be having some announcements probably very soon. So uh, things are being done now, things that are out of my control, but sit tight. The special is coming. We're thrilled with how it looks. We're thrilled with how it sounds, and uh, hopefully you guys feel the same way. So uh, there it is. This is episode... Oh, and you guys, Patreon. So you're going to get the Patreon before I was in Hawaii. You're going to get the snorkeling story. And you're going to get some interviews. Plus, I'm doing the Verzi Effect uh, quick turnaround Friday uh, in Arizona. So it's going to be a week of podcasts. I do apologize for not having the Patreons up. Uh, It was issues, but I am on it. You guys will get what is owed to you for sure. Thank you guys so much. And uh, that's it. This is TVE 328. Uh, Until the next one, I am out of here, guys. Be well.